Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. This is Regina Johnson with Refresh Radio uh, being brought to you by NHISG Sports Media. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my girl, Princess Cooper. Hey, Princess. Thank you so much for um, plugging me in this uh, evening and just being there for us and just doing an overall great job, period. Uh, you're definitely our girl. also like to give a shout-out to all of the other hosts that have gone before me and those that are coming after me. I'd also like to uh, mention um, for everyone to continue to keep in prayer, those that have been in the midst of the storms in the Carolinas, and as well as those that are in the Bahamas, uh, keep them in your prayers. A lot of family members here um, that are being affected uh, by the storms, uh, their loved ones are there, and uh, we want to be sure and keep them in prayer. Today is an absolutely incredible uh day of radio we have in in I, I don't at the at the you know the risk of repeating myself but um for lack of words she is absolutely an incredible female i have wanted to have her on the show um for quite some time now she is amazing uh she's a smart girl and all you know that i love smart girls uh and she is uh, just the epitome of love and kindness uh, to mankind. Her name is Christina Sato. She is going to be my guest today. And if you have never heard her teach or speak, I want you to plug in. Be sure and call your friends and relatives uh, to plug into the show. And also you can catch our recap uh, after the show. So if you miss it, you can still get it. Christina, are you with me? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you so much. I'm here. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, right? Uh, I'm so glad that you were able to join me today. Um, Christina is a mother. She is a wife. She's um, currently in a, a play um, where she is uh, <laughs> I mean, she's just doing it, kind of doing it all. Um, she is also the a writer and editor uh, of a magazine. I'm going to let you share uh, with us is um, Eclectic uh, Magazine. And so I want you to share a little bit about that before we get, uh, get too far in. But, again, today um, I want to just say thank you again for being here with us. You've probably seen the promos of her magazine. It's ES, and it is based out of Austin and Los Angeles. And uh, so if you've not caught it, you want to catch it. Uh, She is doing some incredible work. She's from Texas, but spent time in Europe uh, with her husband, who's a professional basketball player. And, uh, I mean, that's – Without me just telling her whole story, I'm just going to bring you on here. Again, thank you so much, Christina, for Thank you. Uh, thank you for here. having me. It's exciting to be with you. And, and you have been a big inspiration 
in my life and the lives of our family, and we've been blessed to know you. And, and even when I did live overseas, I, we hadn't met even in person, but I, I could plug into your, your YouTube channel or your Instagram, and it was so inspiring to hear your words of encouragement. And uh, so you were a blessing in my life even before I got to actually meet you personally. So thank you for that. But, wow. but yes, I'm, I'm currently you. working with um, um, Eclectic Shades Magazine. I met the owner and publisher, uh, publisher in Austin. Actually, we were both judges for a pageant. Uh, while, while I attended the University of Texas, I had, had a lot of contacts there in the pageant world. And so after coming back to the U.S. after 12 years away, um, they reached out and asked if I could be a judge. And I ended up sitting next to this magazine publisher, and owner and his wife, and they are amazing Christian people. Uh, his name is Amico, and, and his wife is Affy, Amico and Affy Miller out of Austin. And um, and he shared with me a little bit about what he does and, and, and the magazine's purpose, which is just to bring in positive, uplifting stories um, in all kinds of arts and media, fashion, modeling, you know, art, music, all those things, and just share stories about people in our communities who are making a positive impact and difference. And so, so that's what I do. And it's been a joy to reach out to people and and tell their stories, help them share all those wonderful things that they're doing in their communities. You know, there are most people that once they share all of that, that would be pretty much the end of what they do. But your life just kind of goes on. Not only are you a an, a writer and editor. Uh, this magazine, but you are also a mom of three beautiful, amazing kids and Thank a you. wife, as we mentioned um, before. And so if you just share a little bit about just your family, you were away out of the country. You're a Texas girl. You just said, yes. you know, you're, you're a UT grad. And I look mm-hmm. at Lawrence. We love UT and we love yes. A&M in this area. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and, yes, and yes. UH, I can't leave UH out. Yes. And yes. Uh, I'm like, this just kind of keeps going on. And Sam, so if anybody's listening, and Sam. Um, yes, and we and have family so, members that went to all of those, so we're definitely all of diverse and <laughs> inclusive family. We have to be, especially around the Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you are a mom. How do you find time as a mother to, you know, get the time in to be the mom of three uh, beautiful children, amazing children, uh, and wife, and you are an editor, yeah. and it doesn't end there. So <laughs> there's a lot going on. The calendars are full, and multiple calendars. But um, I couldn't do it without my husband. He's been amazing through this transition of coming back to the U.S. and getting settled. And um, while well, he's technically re- retired from basketball at this point, but it's been amazing to have his presence back home because for so many years he was traveling and working a lot out of the the country we were in. And, and so, you know, he's been a really strong foundation for, for, for us from the beginning. But now that we're home, it's kind of like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? I mean, we're home and I can, and maybe move around a little bit better. The kids are older. My oldest is now in, in sixth grade. Our middle son is in third and my youngest daughter's in, in a first, a second grade. So, they're kind of at that age where they're a little bit more self-sufficient and, um, and we can move around a little bit easier, I guess we're, but, uh, but it's definitely thanks to my husband for being, for helping me and, and, and being a great dad, that's given me some time and flexibility to do things that I enjoy, which is writing and reading and speaking and, and encouraging other women. I think that it's important to bring women together to share their stories and, and help each other through life. I must admit you do an incredible job of doing that. Uh, and I have to say ditto to what you were saying earlier about me. That's how I felt about you when you were in uh, in Spain, and I was able to reach out to you and, and talk with you. Uh, you're such an encouragement. Um, for many of you, you already know that I have senior um, senior pastor or, or lead pastor um, for 19 years, um, and so 
when I tell you that this woman is not only all these other things, but that she is an incredible, on-fire woman of God, she is. I um, went to one of her Bible studies, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think it's worth sharing. Um, I went to her Bible study because she and her mother invited me to come. They were starting it. Uh, well, it had already preexisted, but they were looking for new leadership uh, to take the reins. And she and her mother agreed to facilitate this meeting. And so I was literally just going uh, as a support system, you know, new ministry starting. Uh, and so you want to be there and encourage, especially women that are stepping out and doing um, things that will impact uh the lives of other women, and so I'm going just to support and just got stuck. I mean, every every week that I'd say, oh, I can't or too busy. I mean, I remember finding myself coming back into town trying to get back so I could get to my Bible study, and so I always tease her and say, you know, this is my this is my Bible teachers yeah. <laughs> teaching the that's, Word of God. Quite uh, an honor from, with the. Quite an honor with the history and legacy you have, so thank you. I chuckle myself because I am definitely not a Bible expert by any means. Oh, man, but I tell you what, you really you really shared the Word in such a way that, I mean, you didn't have to know the Word uh, as an individual to be there and to glean from what God was saying as you taught the names of God throughout that uh, that that term and and when I tell you bless me it was everything that I needed. I'm going to back up a little bit before we even get okay. into that because I really want you to share the study that uh, information about the study that you'll be teaching this upcoming uh, session. Um, but but when you said to me and I'm kind of recapping even from our discussion earlier, your mm-hmm. husband is playing ball and I thought that he had already retired. But you came back to the state because you weren't well. And there was right. a decision that was made. It, it, it almost had me in tears um, just you sharing that. So can we just back up a little bit? So you're in Spain. You've been there right. uh, for how long? How long four, you we were, yeah, we were in Spain for four years by that time and really had made a home there and friends and a family. And, and the kids had grown up there. My youngest daughter was, um, I think, maybe 14 months when we arrived. So their beginnings of schooling and was all in Spanish and in the Spanish schools. And so that was our life for 10 months out of the year. We would only come to Texas just to pop in in the summertime and visit family and friends. Um, But yeah, our last year there, I mean, the second and third year there, um, I had gotten back into my running and, and, and Spartan races. I've always been an active and athletic person. And it was, it was like, Finally, after having three kids in four years, I found my strength, my physical strength coming back and, and getting to make friends and um, in running my two first half marathons. I did three Spartan races over there and uh, just feeling like in the best shape of my life. And then that last year in Spain, things just took a turn for the worse. And I was experiencing really painful symptoms and and just all kinds of things. And I thought, you know, something's not right. I don't everything was so good and now it's not what's going up and um over there it's um you know the the medical care system there is is definitely less and less expensive but you show up to the hospital and you might see a different doctor every time you go and you bring your own file and folder and kind of retell your story every time you go and see what they can do for you and they couldn't really pinpoint anything that was wrong they said i was fine but i knew with the symptoms i was having i wasn't and so that summer of, I believe it was 20, 2016, 2017, 2017 um, I went to the doctor, you know, who, who had been with me when I had my children, because I always came home just to have the baby, get passport and shots, and then head back over to Europe, just because I wanted to be close to my mom and sisters, and my husband really wasn't home. So there was the risk of, if he's not home, and now I have other small babies, what do I do? But um, when, the, when that doctor saw the blood test and results, she said, you know, well, you're going to need at least one surgery. And we thought, well, what? What in the world? And she said, yep, you've got really dangerous, aggressive, precancerous cells. Um, you know, we can, we, can, we can wait and just keep checking every six months until it does turn into cancer, or we can just remove the bad stuff. And um, 
it wasn't even a, a, there was no really choice to be made. We knew we'd just just get rid of it, get rid of the cells, get rid of the. Um, I didn't want to be living like that, um, and so that turned into. Now we were having thinking about an emergency kind of immediate surgery need, and as we went to have lunch after this doctor's appointment, we were just stunned and like, what, what in the world, you know? And we got the call that that Romaine had an had a an offer to go back to our old team for one more year, and we thought, well, what are the chances that this is happening? We've just received his results from our doctor, and now we're getting a call that says, you know, here's another year. Um, you know, just sign it and return it, and we'll see you in a few weeks back here where we are. And we had left all of our things over there. We, with the intention or the hope that we would go back. And right. so, I, you know, my immediate response is like, well, you go, you know, you go on and go, and do right. keep doing what you love, and I will have family support here through the surgery. I'll get better, and then when I'm better, we'll go meet you back over there. And he just shook his head, and he's like, no, are you kidding me? And I was like, what? I mean, you, we'll be fine. And he said, no, I'm not going to leave you. I mean, I don't have to go back and do this. I've, he really had such an amazing career in Europe. He's an international champion. He's played for his home country in the Central African Republic. He's, you know, was drafted in 2004 by the Spurs, and then we continued our, our, his career in Europe for 12 years. So he's really had, when he says he's done it all, he, he really has done it all and had left with the, winning the Spanish championship that year. So he said, you know, what else do I need out of this? You have followed me for 12 years and and been there for me, and, and now it's my time to be there for you. And I'm going to stay home, and we're going to take care of you and make sure everything is fine. Wow. And then we'll, if, if basketball is an option on the road, great. And if it's not, I can, I'm fine with being done if I have to be done. And I that was what the part that really just kind of blew me away, and you know, and I and that's what you expect from your husband, you know, um, is for him to just say, okay, we're going to look out for you. But rarely do you actually hear someone that's really at the height of their career, and they say, you know what, um, for you, for you, I'm I'm going to yeah. walk away. I'm going to. Um, be by your side. I'm going to support you. And I know there are probably other stories, uh, you know, like that. But to hear you say that, you know, especially with an athlete, I mean, it's like live and breathe whatever it is that they are involved in the sport that they are uh, participating yeah. in. And then on that level to say, you know what, no, I'm I'm going to come home. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that, I mean, he was in like some bench warmer. We're talking about he was the man. And so, you know, that was absolutely um, amazing. It, it just blessed my heart when I when I heard that. When you have someone that's in your corner like that, it is it, it just kind of opens up your world, and, and where the impossible becomes possible. God can use uh, a family that can operate towards each other that selfless, you know. Um, I, I know that's probably grammatically incorrect, but, but you understand what I'm saying? When, right, when you yes. can really just put yourself to the side and just say, okay, I'm here for you. If he'll do that for his wife, I know he'll do it for God. And that is absolutely incredible to hear. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break here in just a minute or so. I want you to share with me about where your part of imparting into other women's lives. What is it like when you uh, have done all that you can do? What is the mark that you want to leave for women? Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. And you can just kind of go over that in your mind because already you are a woman of great influence, and I'm so blessed to know you. Hey, look, Thank guys, you. this is um, Regina. You're listening to Refresh, and we will be right back in a moment. Never Had It So Good 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshay, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters. 
Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally. Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington. The Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been There, Done That with Cindy Smith. Pave Your Way to Success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually Reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In Times Like These with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally, and Benita Coney. Gospel 107. Every Sunday on Never Had It So Good 101.1. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Regina, and you are listening to Refresh. I'm here with our special guest, Christina Sato. Are you with me, Christina? I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again for being a part of the show today. When we went on break, we were I was just saying that I want you to share in your heart what is it that you would like to impart into women? What would you like to see happen uh, for women? Um, I know you are a, in a family where you have one brother and there's four girls, correct? Right. I'm the oldest of five and, yeah, four girls and one brother. Yeah. Right, and uh, you have a great passion for women uh, and family, but really women at dancing, and uh, you're a smart girl, really smart girl, and I love it. I love talking to smart women that have really uh, stretched themselves to do even greater, and so um, we were sharing about your husband just kind of really making a way for you to be taken care of and and uh, kind of really taking it just a step back for a moment, not from who he really is, but just to take care of you. And during that time, and you have set things on fire, incredible Bible study teacher, uh, you're writing um, and editing uh, for an amazing magazine. And uh, so I want you to share with me uh, what is it that you would like to impart or you'd like to see happen uh, with yeah. women, young women coming up, especially right now? Well, I think at least initially the only thing I can do is share my story. And from the beginning when we had that life shift, that whole life change of coming home, and now my husband is no longer a professional athlete. I'm no longer um, the athlete's wife. and I'm. We're just home. And it was it felt the least home. You know, we had been to a lot of places. We traveled. And and I always thought coming home would just be like a big homecoming or something. And I realized it didn't feel like home anymore. But because of we had been changed. I mean, I think when you travel, when you meet people, you're changed and you grow. And then all yeah. of a sudden we were pushed into this kind of a blank slate, like, now who who are we? What do we do? I mean, from day-to-day life, yes, we're parents, we're mother, we're father, we're husband and wife, but what do we do with our lives now? And it was in that blank space, that quiet time of, you know, kind of actually having a minute 
in a quiet house to think about a lot of things. And a lot of it was guilt. I felt guilty for maybe shortening my husband's career earlier than he would have liked. I, I knew he felt like he had another year or two more in him. And there was guilt of bringing us home prematurely. Um, there was kind of just a loneliness and loneliness in a sense, because I was mourning the loss of all those girlfriends, relationships that I had made and that village that I had created for myself in the past four years in Spain. And so it was like, man, just here we are again, starting all over again. And it was exhausting after having been, lived in four countries and different languages. It's like it was a constant starting over, starting over, new schools, new friends, new teammates, new everything. And I thought, here we are again at home. And, and how do I start over again? And, um, well, I think before you go any further, it's from the outside looking in, it just looked like you just came in full force and just with all this energy and, uh, just, you know, just renewed sense of purpose. And I didn't know you before, but it was just like, my gosh, this girl is coming in running on Oz. I mean, Oz, I'm like, she never stops or slows down. So I know you were feeling like that, but from looking from the outside, I'm sure your mom probably because she knows her child, but I mean, mm-hmm. from the outside, I mean, you just came in and you just started breathing life everywhere. Such an incredible motivator. There's some things like literally, and I'm not just saying it to pump you up, and I used to say that about the Bible study, but I mean, you just knowing you is making me go back and pick up some things that just in mm-hmm. one year, past two years, I would say the past two years, where I just felt like, you know what, I just can't get it done. And I started looking mm-hmm. at, you know, that I'm getting older and all those things. And just watching you and being a part of your class just motivated me to get back at it, get back at it. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, and I think one of those, those strong, encouraging voices in my life has always been my mother. I mean, my father was an entrepreneur, I mean, a go-getter. He created his own business with my mom, very young adults, and then started having, you know, five children. And he was always working, and he always instilled in us, obviously, a hard work ethic, but also to plan, to organize, to be ready, to have the right tools. And then we had my mother, who is just, I wish everyone had a mother like my mother, because she was the ultimate encourager. I mean, she yeah, just she, uh, she would say, go for it. You can do it. With God, all things are possible. And I believed it. I mean, I believed it with all my heart. And that gave me a confidence growing up um, that I really was. I felt fearless. I felt like I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to execute it. And Mama said I can do it. And God said I can do it, so I'm going to do it. And I really was quite confident of my own abilities for a long time until I became a wife and a mother. And that kind of threw all kinds of new fears and anxieties in my life that I never had had before. And that really yeah, shook welcome. me to my core, welcome you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, and I thought, what is this? Now I'm fearful for my children's lives. Now I'm fearful, fearful that what if my husband leaves? What if, what if this happens? What if that happens? And all right. these questions were coming in and I'm thinking, why am I, what are these things, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I, the encouragement part is a big deal for me because it, it can't, I love self-help books. I love, you know, those positive thinkers, but the self-help books only last for a day. And the only yeah. thing that I know in my life that is eternal, everlasting is the word of God. So when you ask about, you know, what do I want to impart on women? And I think, and, and for me, it's, of all the things that we put in our minds every day, of all the spinning thoughts that just keep us lying awake in bed when we need to be asleep, but we're thinking of everything that we need to do that needs to get done, of everybody that's about to fall off the cliff if we don't grab them and pull them up ourselves, you know. Um, We need to have the Word of God in our heart so that we recall those positive words and encouragement, not from the self-help books, not from the gurus, but from God's Word because – He's our creator. And and for me, that was missing in my life. I'm, as I, Although I grew up in, in church from, you know, 2 to 18 years old, went to college, enjoyed my life, got got into a church where I could, joined a women's, women's Bible study when I, wasn't, when I was free, but it wasn't anything consistent. And then living overseas, you know, some of the places we lived in didn't even have a church family that we could join up with. 
Um, I'm really thankful uh, for a young girl that started an online Bible study called Bibles and Basketball. And she was connecting wives and girlfriends all over Europe um, into a, a global Bible study. So that mm-hmm. was really my first experience with coming together with a group of women. And it was all online in different time zones, but we were coming together seeking seeking the Lord and, and encouragement, trying to survive these lives that we were living on the other side of the world, away from family and friends. So um, I, I, all the all that you saw in that class... I mean, that was that all came from saying yes to God. And I know all the good things in my life have come from or after that moment of surrender when I finally gave that part of my life over to God. Because for a long time, I tried controlling those things on my own. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and it's okay. I mean, you know, I got by and did some good things. But, um, right. you know because I'm a planner and mama said I could do it. And I, you know, I knew God was in my corner, but right. I wasn't with him, you know? And, yeah. um, yeah. and you know, that day in that Bible study, I finally joined after neighbors kept inviting me. And I thought, you know, after healing from this and being in the house for a while and just feeling like, so I don't know, just down. I mean, I can't even say it was depression. It was just a zero. It was just, I just didn't feel anything. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't know how to start over. I was tired. I was tired. And, right. um, and you know, and, and I finally asked my neighbor who had been asking me over and over to come. I said, well, where is this Bible study? And she said, well, it's at West Conroe Baptist. I said, that's my church. <laughs> like, what? You know, you know, God had it right there waiting for me down the hall. Right. And I just right. needed to get up and go. And that's right. what I want women to know is that, Nothing will happen if you sit still. You have to get up and go. And even right. when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired. Right. And and my mom is famous for, for saying, you know, do your hair, put your lipstick on, and get out of the house, you know. And, right. and, and, that, and it was the truth. I mean, that's the kick in the pants. Sometimes we need to just get up and go, you know. And right. um. Right. And I went to that Bible study and I saw this group of women and as they shared some of the struggles they were going through, I thought, you know, I've been through that. I walked right. through that on my own on the other side of the world with nobody, you know, it that I could really confide in. Let me ask you this. How important do you think it is to have groups or settings where women can really just talk about it and then receive the word of God? Mm-hmm. Uh, how important do you feel that it is? Just oh, yeah, it's incredibly important. Yeah, yeah. And I think as as grown women, it's so much harder. You know, sometimes you say, like, well, I just don't know how to make friends anymore. You know, or, I, you know, I grew up with the, that group of mean girls and that group of this, this, and, you know, I don't want to get into drama and stuff. But right. if God is in it, if God is in it, you're going to be blessed, and you will be able to be a blessing to those women. Um. And I, it's it's well, super important. I mean, every woman needs a village of other sisters in Christ to lift her up in prayer and to encourage her, for sure. I think that um, that was a, a couple of things that you were saying. That was my thing. You know, it's like I didn't want to put anything else on my page, you know, a part of my list of something else that I had to do. And really every right. time, well, even before that, when I made up my mind, I said, okay, I'll go like a couple of times, especially the first time, you know, I'll go as a support system, but in my mind I'm thinking of everything else that I have to do. And so once I committed to go, you know, that one time it was, you know, that I, I was so blessed that I said, you know, if I get, if I get the chance to go, then, then I will go. And, uh, and I just found myself, if I was in town, I was going to Bible study, and it was so funny because I would make up my mind, and I would say, you know, well, this week I'm I'm going to sleep in because I'm tired, or or mm-hmm. I have I have to meet with a contractor, or I have to prep, you know, a sermon because I'm mm-hmm. going on the road, or you know, something like that. And I would always find that I would give God the time; He would redeem mm-hmm. time for me. And uh, and then I got um, I think we were at uh, your brother Lucas's. Um, it was his 
ordination uh, reception, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you would know the lady. I'm horrible with names, but she came up to me. She's a part of the group, and she said, I asked Christina, is she coming back? And you said, yes, oh, she's, she's going to be back. And she uh, replied to me, I'm so glad. I was hoping that you would come back. And it was so funny mm-hmm. to me because I'm like going, I know nobody really even notices that I'm even here. I'm just kind of, I'm here for someone else. But I, mm. I I'm I think it's important that women are able to connect because there's so much there's so much happening mm-hmm. in our home, and we need to yes. know that women need to know that God is concerned about the fact that I feel like I'm about to have a breakdown. God is concerned about the fact that I don't know what to do with my kids. God is concerned Mm -hmm. about the fact that I'm stressed over being the best wife, mother, homemaker, you know, businesswoman, whatever. And when you're in a room with women that are coming from all walks of life, uh, and I think that's what makes it so important that you and your mom are leading. One, your mother's like the best cheerleader you could ever get, not just yeah. for you, but for women, for life, period. It doesn't matter who it is. She's like, yes, you can yes. do it. I think my mm-hmm. first book, probably bought the first 20 copies, like before I had even had a chance to even <laughs> release one. <laughs> yes. She's like, yes, you can. Like, oh my she will God. be in your corner, yes. Right, right. But I think mm-hmm. it was important that it be a woman like you to lead that group who had been away, had experienced the other things, and got to bring you back and for you to be able to encourage, you know, the other women. I think it's an important uh, an important uh, job, uh, task, call, uh, and you are truly anointed to do it. Christina, we've made it to our second session. We have another one left. I'm going to have to take a quick break. This is our longer break, but we'll be right back. If you are just plugging in, just hang out for it with us for a little bit, and I'll be right back with Christina Sato. You are listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. I'll be back in a moment. Cannot find the reasons why you give me so much. I'm fully 
Hi, this is Regina Johnson. You are listening to Refresh. We're in our final uh, phase of the show. I'm here with my special guest, Christina Sato, who is the editor and writer, one of the writers of uh, Eclectic Shades, a magazine that's based out of Austin, Texas, and Los Angeles. She is a local Texas girl and a mother, wife, um, Actress, she's she's acting now. <laughs> she's a bestie. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a real go getter, but one who loves women and has a heart for God. 
Christina, I welcome you back to the show. Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Um, this, um, this portion of the Bible study, which you teach at West Conroe Baptist, which is in Conroe, Texas, we give a shout-out to them, amazing ministry um, with uh, great leadership. And uh, your brother is now a part, oh, really officially a part of the pastoral uh, staff there, and also an incredible guy and worship leader. Um, yes, just, he has such a beautiful family. We just love him. Um, just, just a wonderful, wonderful group of people um, that we call family. Um, that is our family, not just who we call. They are our family. Um, your sister, your youngest sister, is married to my oldest son. And not, she's not your youngest sister. She no, the, uh, she's number three, actually, middle sister. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes she's the middle. And, uh, but she's your younger sister. And, yes, yes. Um, you're the oldest. And so uh, so we are family, and it's a blessing to have yes. you here. Before we went uh, completely out on break, um, I want you to share a little bit about what you'll be teaching in this next um, uh, session. Um, but I'd like to talk to you just briefly about what do you feel like are some of the fears of women and uh, how yeah. to combat well, yeah, I think um, just getting back into American life and, and talking with women in our group inside our Bible study and inside my gym and, and other groups, um, I mean, there's too many to count, I think. I think as women, we're consumed with a lot of fears, um, you know, fears of a, of acceptance, fears mm-hmm. of disappointing the people around us, Um yeah. Fears of being alone, fears of, of there's just all kinds. I mean, and and, and um, fear of but speaking what is that up, one fear that of you see, like just kind of sticking out. You know that one that is like you seem to hear it most often. I know in 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 my in our arena, it's it's failing. You know, as a pastor or minister, yeah. it's like failing God and failing failing our families. That's like a yeah. big massive thing that I hear over and over again. That we feel like we're we let God down, or or we let God and mm-hmm. our family down. So, but you're kind of out there, all you know, kind of all over the place. And so, what are you hearing the most? And and how do we address that as women? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of women also have a fear of what others think, even though some of us maybe on the outside can say, "Well, I don't care what anyone else thinks." but there's still a lot of people in our circle who we feel maybe are watching and either watching and waiting for us to fail or, yeah. or, you know, we just don't know if we have good friends. I mean, it's hard for us as women to open up and trust somebody else with all of the ugly or all the fears that we have inside. Right. Yeah. And so we are addressing, addressing these things. Yeah, it it takes work. It takes sitting down and thinking about it. And I think unless we're on some therapist's couch or journaling every day, I mean, you know, we're not, we don't even have time to think straight half of the time. When and how are we going to just sit down and think, you know, what are my biggest fears? And how are those things really controlling how I make decisions on a daily basis? I mean, I think that we need to know the enemy, right? Um, yes. So if I have a fear of, I mean, you know, for when I came back to Texas, I was scared to death to die in a car crash because of the speeds we were driving on the highway. And I hadn't been on that Houston highway in a while. And I just right. thought, oh, my gosh, this is how we're going to go out because I can't deal with it. And I, was, I would have anxiety as I got into the car with my family thinking we're going to be next. And... And that was from a fear, you know, and I'm thinking, so what in our daily life is, is making us, one, worry, two, giving us physical symptoms like, you know, anxiety, high blood pressure, um, you know, all kinds of ailments that come with not being well, you know. So we really have to assess those fears, like what am I fearful of? Break it down, you know, and then how do we attack those? And and the way we attack those is with the sword of truth, which which God gives to us in the in the book in the Bible. 
So right. So that we need to equip ourselves with the right tools to be able to combat these fears. Um, I mean, one fear that I've heard a lot since I've stepped up to speak is a lot of women will come up and say, wow, I wish I could talk in front of people like that. I'm so scared. And I, and I thought, well, what, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I get butterflies and I'm a little nervous, but the fear doesn't keep me from stepping up to the mic. And I'm realizing that a lot of people, you know, are too scared to get up in front of a group and speak. And so I'm thinking, wow, that just got me thinking of just what are these, these fears that are keeping these godly women who have better Bible knowledge than I do? How is that keeping them from standing up and sharing this with others? Because we need to hear it. And, I mean, and that's right. the devil. That's Satan. I mean, he wants yes, us at, at home by ourselves wallowing in depression and self-doubt so we don't, we don't better the kingdom of God, you know? Right, right. This semester, I guess that's what I would call it, a Bible study that you'll be teaching, you're coming from a book called? It's called Fear and Faith, and it's by Trillia Newbell. And I came across this author actually looking up children's books, and I had seen she had written a book called God's Very Good Idea. And it's really the Uh the story of of creation and and the plan of salvation and what God's idea was. And I I really had shared it because I wanted to talk about racial equality and and how we need to see everyone as equals and as the children of God and look past color, which is – something that's important in my life because my husband is from Central Africa. I am lighter skinned, but I'm of Mexican descent. And so our kids mm-hmm. are different from both of us, uh, their skin color wise. So what led me to this writer was the fact that I was looking for something to share with others about, hey, can we just love everybody regardless of what color skin they have? And right. um, when it came time to look for something um, topic-wise to go over, and I found this and it's a really small book, 11 chapters, and I think that's what encouraged me was the fact that it is small, but it's so rich in scripture references, and that's what I wanted. I wanted a tool to be able to dig into the word to be able to address the fears that we have as women. Wow. wow. So um, I know we don't have, like, a lot of time, but the goal that you're hoping to accomplish you know, through this study this coming year. And be sure and give an invitation because we actually have listeners that are in this area. Our largest numbers are, of course, in Atlanta and uh, um, Los Angeles and Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we have quite a few listeners here in this area, not to mention we're going to promo it <laughs> so that we can have people that know you to listen in. But what is your hope? that will come from the study this this year? So my hope is that those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior would make that decision because that's the mm-hmm. first and most important decision in your life. And then moving mm-hmm. forward, that you would put the Word of God in your heart, that you could come to that when you are walking through fear. Fear will not be eliminated. We will go through trials. We will have hard times. We will face death and and all kinds of devastation around us but we need to equip ourselves with the sword of truth and be courageous be bold share our stories and and share the love of god with others and when we sit in our fears we're just totally incapable of doing that so we need to push through and and yeah one of the things that um when you're saying that about pushing through fears um, that I hope that women will grasp as well as making the Lord not just going to church, not just going to Bible study, but really coming into a real relationship with the Lord, uh, allowing him to be your Savior, your Lord. Um, when you're saying yeah. that, that means that I'm taking my hands off the reins of my life and I'm allowing him to right. orchestrate me, to guide me daily. It's amazing how it's freeing when we allow God to really uh, be uh, 
the the orchestrator of my life. The word says that the steps of a good man, that they are ordered by the Lord, mm-hmm. which means that he's the one that puts everything in place. Two places where I found freedom was one in one that I know women just kind of go crazy whenever they hear me say this, but you have to understand the context in which I'm saying it. In, and it is in this place of submission to my husband. Uh, in that place, uh, when I submit, and I don't mean like be slave or doormat, but when I allow him to take his role in my life, it makes my life better. I'm not equipped mm-hmm. to be what he is called to be, nor is he equipped to be what what I'm called to be in this relationship. And there's a lot of peace that comes with that and joy and liberation um, that comes with that. Then when I allow the Lord to be my Savior, but my Lord, when I allowed him to be king over my life, another level of freedom came. And I knew, just like I know my husband is at my back, he is fighting battles with me and for me, I know that the Lord is fighting my battles and that he is working things out for my good and that, um, and truly that I can expect a great outcome The word tells us that he did not give us a spirit of fear. And so whenever I'm afraid, I often have to remind myself of that Um, because I do speak quite a bit. I was talking to another pastor and he was, he was, um, I don't think he knew that I, I was, I'm afraid most times when I enter into those rooms, Mm -hmm. not like a fear of fear, but like, I don't want to let down God. I don't want to let the people down. But when I realize it's not for me to remain an open vessel and allow him to flow through me and to give the people what uh, what he wants to say to them, many times I find myself just humbling myself to the moment, walking away from my notes and saying, okay, God, what do you want to say? I do my job by preparing, and then I allow him to speak through right. me what it is that he desires to do. And I shared this with this pastor. I said, my knees are knocking every time I get ready to stand up. I know the word says, be not afraid of their faces. It's not their faces so much. It's just that if we're going to stand up and represent God, then we need to get up and we need to say what he's saying. We need to make room for him to do what it is that he wants to do. And too many times in life, I've shown up on my own. And they don't need to see me. They need to experience him. So yes. in, in closing, uh, for you, even even for you, uh, because you are an incredible teacher, I pray that God will add to what is already there in you that he's planted in you and that people will come, women that are hurting and empty and broken will come and their vessels will be filled. And I pray that you receive just an abundance of blessings that come from you submitting to a place of obedience in the Lord at the call in which he has called you for. And so before we go, I'm just saying we have just a couple more minutes. I want you to just say a quick prayer for this, uh, the women that, that need this class, that are part of this class, and those that will be coming to this class. Or just, 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 just go ahead and just, you know, pray. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart. <laughs> Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, for, for the women listening, for the people listening, and for the women who will be walking into those doors next Friday morning, we ask that you would soften their hearts, that first that they would show up, that they would wake up without a spirit of fear. And even if they are afraid, that they would do it scared and just show up and be ready to hear your word and be available. Lord, we know that every day we have to make the choice to allow you to move in our lives. We have to surrender our lives every day to you and say, do your work in us. And I ask that you would bless these women, that you would encourage them through the words that you have left for us and that they would grow in their faith, that they would have weapons of faith to use against that evil when they, when it comes into our lives. I ask that you would keep us healthy, keep us strong, be with our families, and we're, we're seeking you daily and, and knowing that you're going to do a great work in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Christina, I want to thank you again for being here, being my guest on the show today. I pray this is not the last time. 
Uh, again, I give a shout-out to Princess Cooper and to all of the other hosts uh, that will be on uh, 101 or on NHIST Sports Media uh, today. Uh, we love you. Uh, women, be sure and show up quickly. Christina, give them an address of where to come. Hurry, you have yes, been. We- Nice. Yep, West Conroe Baptist. It's off of Longmire in Conroe, Texas. And um, you can find us on Facebook at WCBC Moms or on Instagram, WCBC underscore moms. And you can get more information on how to sign up for child care if you need it. And we'll be looking forward to meeting you. Well, we are out of time. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. You listen to Refresh.